Life Audio. Hey there, lovebirds. Are you ready to take your relationship to the next level? Real Relationship Talk is all about uncomplicating your relationships and creating deeper connections. Many of you have already taken my free quiz to test your relationship connection and are receiving my free tips on how to reconnect with the one you love. If you haven't yet taken the quiz, be sure to check it out today at danashay.com forward slash partner quiz. That's danashay.com forward slash partner quiz. Your next level of connection is just a quiz away. Like, so let me ask you guys, like when you come together to pray, do you have like a a list of kind of prayer requests or is it just like, we're going to come together and whatever's on our heart, do you pray for one another? Do you tattle on one another to God when you pray? Because me and my husband tattle on each other to God when we pray. We really do. You know, I'm like, and Lord, I pray that you would help John to be more understanding because last time I told, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. it can be funny, like yeah. the way that we pray sometimes. Well, I have to say when it comes to that particular thing, I think a lot of times the weaknesses we may think that we're seeing in our spouse um, are not even as significant as the weaknesses they are seeing in themselves. Mm. And so when I pray about Rob, I aim to pray blessing over him, that God would put courage in him and that God would call out all of the things that you know are in there that maybe he cannot see yet. Hello, my friends. This is Dana Shea. Thank you guys so much for being with us today. Y'all, I get asked this question very often from couples who are either strong in their faith or couples who are at differing um, aspects in their faith. And it's how do we actually grow together spiritually? I lead a women's marriage group coaching um, cohort. If you didn't know that, it's called Thrive Wives. And inside Thrive Wives, one of the things that we talk about is all the different facets of intimacy. And truth be told, the spiritual intimacy part is usually the lowest area of intimacy in a couple's relationship from what I have experienced. Now, some of you might be listening to this today thinking, you know what, that's actually our highest. That's amazing. You can actually help so many other couples who do struggle in this area. So I really wanted to take an entire podcast episode to focus on not just should you develop spiritual intimacy, because I think we would all say absolutely, yes, we should, but then how How do we actually develop spiritual intimacy? What are some of the practices that we need to put into place in order to see our spiritual depth grow? And so today I am so privileged to have with us Rob and Joanna Tigan. It looks like Tegan, as in Chrissy Tegan, but it's actually Tigan. And so Rob and Joanna actually have a ministry called Growing Home Together. They have their own podcast with the same name. They've written several books, and I'm going to actually make sure that those um, books are linked in the show notes of this podcast today. But Rob and Joanna have been married for 25 plus years. They have um, such an amazing family, and really this is where their wheelhouse is. They specialize in spiritual formation and marriages and family life, how to actually grow a healthy, thriving home together. So I am so excited about this conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the practices that they employ in their own marriage. I'm going to talk about some of the practices that Sean and I have and have not done so well. So you guys are in for such an amazing, amazing conversation. Please help me welcome to the podcast today, my guests, Rob and Joanna Tigan. 
Well, Rob and Joanna, I feel like I already know you. I know we've just been chatting a little bit before we actually started recording. And I love, love, love every time that I find couples or individuals who are like-hearted, who have a passion to see marriages and families flourish. So first of all, just thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited about our conversation today. Oh, thanks for having us. We're yeah. excited to be here. Yeah, we sure are. So one of the things that I coach on a lot is all of these different facets of intimacy. And a lot of times people look at the word intimacy and of course they think sex, right? They, they go straight there. But as we know, intimacy is way more broad than that. It's way more comprehensive. So I really want us to be able to have a conversation today about how to deepen our spiritual intimacy within our marriages. So first question is, I know you all have been married for over 25 years. Were mm -hmm. you both Christians when you got married? Yes, we were. Um, you were. I was so uh, new as a believer, though, and I had um, found the Lord in college and changed colleges. I knew that I probably couldn't sustain my faith alone where I was. And so I transferred to Bible college where I met Rob. So I was I was just such a a baby Christian at that point. Yeah. 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 So but, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but yeah. So we, we were Christians, but we were, we were learning the dating process and, and the courting, the marriage process uh, as, as newbies in some respects. So. Mm -hmm. Got it. So one of the things that I find a lot in marriages is that a lot of spouses, even if they're both Christians, like you said, mm -hmm. like Joanna, you, you were kind mm -hmm. of newer to your faith. And yeah. there's this where what can be like a spiritual mismatch where one spouse is more seasoned in their faith or maybe they're actually more mature in their faith. And then the other spouse is either brand new or, God forbid, mm -hmm. maybe not a believer at all. So how would you all advise a couple who maybe are coming together and they do have that spiritual mismatch where one spouse has either been a Christian longer or maybe um, one spouse just has a, a significantly different depth of their understanding? How can those two couples come together if they're on that mismatch plane? Right. I think it involves a lot of um, grace and I think just humility to remember that we we all were new in the Lord at one point and it's his grace if he's brought us to a place of maturity. And so it isn't something that you can Lord over each other. And I think um, you understood uh, that I needed time. I just needed time to walk with the Lord. And you also validated me in such a sweet way. I remember um, oftentimes when you are new in faith, that is when your passion is so high. And so actually you had told me that my passion as a new believer challenged you as a more mature believer um, to recapture your own passion, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for so sure. I, that meant so much to me. Yeah. And I think um, finding common ground too, um, when you're communicating about it, um, like Joanna said, adding to that grace as you're talking it through. Um, but I know for us, it's, it, there was kind of that pressure. We were at Bible college, mm -hmm. we were learning all these things. And it's so, you know, when you're married, like pray together every day and, and do these things, but being able to find common ground and start slowly and build, um, that's part of that grace process too, you know? So like we found, um, just even like learning to pray together, like starting once a week, um, and, and building up from there. Um, so finding common ground where, where you're at spiritually and what works for both of you to be able to come together and then start growing spiritually together and kind of develop those rhythms and those practices that way. 
I love that common ground and grace. I can definitely say I did it wrong for a lot of years. My husband and I, we've known each other since we were little kids. We were five and eight when we met. And then we got married super young. Like I told you guys, I was 18. He was 21. And neither one of us were really following the Lord at that point. I mean, I was probably closer to God, but still, I wasn't really, I was kind of doing my own thing. And when I did rededicate to the Lord and kind of come back fully to God, I just expected my husband to be like right there with me. And it took a while for him to actually rededicate. So I was judgmental, self-righteous. I did all of the wrong things. And I remember there was this one particular day where I was like, you know, threatening him about going to church. And, you know, I was like, you know, we're going to church and you need to be going to church. And he wasn't going to church at this time. And it was like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and was like, your behavior is really repelling him from wanting to come to me. And I was so convicted, so convicted. And so then I just backed all the way off and I was like, Lord, this is your son. Okay. Like you are going to have to bring him to you. I cannot do, I've been trying and I've Mm -hmm. not been successful. And so I'm just going to have to learn how to wait on you. And so I love what you both said about that grace because God calls us differently. And sometimes it takes one spouse a little bit longer to kind of get on board than the other spouse. So If a spouse is in that waiting season, maybe their spouse is not a believer or like mine, maybe a believer kind of on the carnal side, what, how can they wait? Like practically speaking, what are some things that you can advise that a couple can do if they're in that season? Well, I think, you know, quietly um, live out your faith the way God is challenging you to obey him in that. So um, maybe if you can't come together together, and pray as much as you'd like, or all those uh, faith things, read the Bible together and things, Mm -hmm. you know, do those things not. Mm -hmm. And I think our spouse tends to learn more by seeing us do and just encouraging them where they're at. than then try, as you were saying, you know, we've gotten into those patterns too, where it's like, Hey, I'm here, you know, I'm on board. Yeah. yeah, Come on. Um, and so I think, um, doing that and then and then just when you're seeing progress mm-hmm. remembering to build up your spouse mm-hmm. um and and share share what god's teaching you but in a way that is more um how you're moving i think you know like a healthy tree um is is more it's more about the roots right like how deep the roots go and i think in our christian life and in our marriage we forget it's 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 a long journey you know and so it's okay if it takes time and so i would encourage that person to keep praying mm-hmm. um for their spouse um and and keep just living out their faith quietly yeah um and then when god opens those opportunities um to build up and encourage your spouse do that and and uh, be okay that it, it mm-hmm. might be longer than you think it should right. be. Right. Yeah. And I think what's coming to mind, honestly, is um, the parallels between that and maybe what it's like to parent a prodigal child. Mm. You know, um, it's so easy to put all of our focus on the other person. How is God working in the other person? How am I seeing the Lord moving in the other person? And it becomes all out here. And I know um, what I've had to learn from parenting kids with, tough questions and tough seasons is what is God trying to do in that in myself? Mm -hmm. You know, is the Lord delaying um, 
obvious work in your spouse because he's still trying to do something with you. Because I tell you, there's nothing that requires surrender in our heart to the Lord, like having someone we love be far from him. Right. Oh, wow. oh yeah. yeah. And so I guess to keep our eyes on our own paper a little bit, <laughs> I love that. participate yeah. in what God's trying to do right yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that so much. Keep your eyes on your own paper. So <laughs> what are some of the spiritual practices that couples can do? I know that you two have written um, two books. Well, I know, Rob, you've written many books. I didn't know that, that you've written a book called for children, like children's jokes. So yeah. I love that. I love to laugh. It is literally one of my favorite. I love funny people. I love humor. So um, I appreciate that. I'm going to have to check that book out. But for the couples that you have written or for the books that you've written for couples, you've written a devotional book and then you've also written a book on prayer. So obviously we'll link to those in the show notes of the podcast. But what are some of the practical things that couples can do if they realize, OK, we need to grow in our spiritual intimacy what does that look like? Because Rob, you said mm-hmm. earlier, like sometimes we're in Tim, like, do we have to pray together every single day? Do we have to read our Bible at the same time? Are we reading yeah. the same passages of scripture? Like what, what does that look like for a couple to actually begin the journey of, of deepening their faith or deepening their spiritual intimacy, I should say, with mm-hmm. one another? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what we found, especially as our family grew and our work lives became more complex and you find that your life gets very full of doing right so um we realized if we had any chance at all of connecting together in the presence of the lord we were going to have to be really intentional about it and so we've started really using our calendar and um you had mentioned rhythms before but when you create a space on your calendar even if it's not daily but this is when we're going to seek god's face in prayer together and bank that hour you know it has a much higher likelihood of actually happening and then in the and in the time leading up to it you have a, a little more time to prepare your heart and kind of start keeping that mental list i need to lift up that person or we need to ask god to speak into this decision or oh i know that i've got something kind of off in my spirit toward my husband god's going to need to deal with that if i'm going to be prepared to sit in front of him with my husband mm-hmm. <laughs> on monday you know what i mean right so um for us that's been hugely helpful is just uh getting really real about our time and when it, when is it going to happen? Yeah. And I think we, you know, going back to what we talked about when we were first dating, Uh we, we both kind of learned early on how, like how to be a good Christian and to follow those rules. And it's very easy to bring those into your, your marriage and your parenting. Uh Like if I do this, this will, will happen. And so we, you know, just like a, probably a lot of couples, we got into that, thing where we're like, we're going to pray together every day, you know, Mm -hmm. and we would do it for about two weeks and then life would happen and we'd get frustrated. Mm -hmm. And again, it was that doing what we thought was the right thing, but not letting it take root and remembering why we were doing it. You know, it was about the relationship, not about the the duty. And so we did um, a number of years ago, just did what Joanna said, we're, we're going to one day a week, we're going to commit to going someplace to pray. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll pray as long as it takes. And, you know, we started and and we got done in, you know, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, but over the weeks it's like, wow, we've been praying an hour and we could keep going, you know? Um, but that took, that took a lot of time cultivating that one day. And then over time, it was like, it became a part of, of mm-hmm. how we communicated together. Mm-hmm. And so it got very natural to even 
if we were in a hard situation to say, let's pray about it right now. And so, but, mm-hmm. but that was years of, of cultivating and starting mm-hmm. with just building that and, and keeping the focus on both our relationship and mm-hmm. our relationship with the Lord. And like you said, that spiritual intimacy mm-hmm. and not just the duty of, of getting it done. And so if, if we can have 10 minutes of really intentional prayer time, intimacy with the Lord together um, every day or once a week, mm-hmm. I'd rather do that than do it for two weeks and then get frustrated that we, we, yeah. we can't seem to get it right or whatever. Yeah. So. And I think, I think the hard part is starting. I mean, I don't know in the couples that you've talked to, if, if one or both may feel a level of awkwardness because yeah, this feels sure. too vulnerable. It's like mm-hmm. a language I, I have to learn how to speak with you. Um, what's it even going to look like? Are we going to take turns? Are we going to write a list? Like, what's it going to look like? And I think we um, build it up in our minds as something that's, that's so unattainable or so um, exposing that it's hard to even just start or try. I mean, a one sentence prayer that is sincere with the two of you is heard by the Lord and has power. You don't have to pray for an hour. <laughs> you know, just start where you are and know your personalities, know your situation. It's okay. God is is there just waiting. He'll take you as you come. Yeah. We are going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Be sure to subscribe to the show. If you have not already subscribed, we will be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Joanna, I love what you said about if it's just 10 minutes a day versus like the whole wanting it to be an hour. I think I am Mm -hmm. such an all or nothing kind of person. I am like, Mm -hmm. I go from zero to 100. You know, Mm -hmm. I get these like very high ideals of how things are supposed to be. I'm an idealist. And so I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, we're supposed to be doing it this way. So if it doesn't look this way, then I can get discouraged. And then Mm -hmm. of course, then I'm passing that discouragement on to my spouse and he's going to get discouraged and then we're not going to do anything. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's so important to remind people that like, if you have to start off small, um, Mm -hmm. because like, I I know people are listening to you like, oh my gosh, they pray for an hour. What are you (laughs) talking about? Like, what are you talking about? And like, I know in my personal time, I could pray. I don't know. I don't, I I don't know the longest I pray, but I could go on and on and on and on. But then it's like, when your spouse is right there listening, like, do you pray about them? Like, so let me ask you guys, like when you come together to pray, do you have like a a list of kind of 
prayer requests or is it just like we're going to come together and whatever's on our heart do you pray for one another do you tattle on one another to god when you pray because me and my husband tattle on each other to god when we, pray. <laughs> we really do you know i'm like and lord i pray that you would right. help sean to be more understanding because last time i told you know like it's it's yeah. it can be funny like yeah. the way yeah. that we pray sometimes yeah. well i have to say when it comes to that particular thing I think a lot of times the weaknesses we may think that we're seeing in our spouse um, are not even as significant as the weaknesses they are seeing in themselves. Mm. And so when I pray about Rob, I aim to pray blessing over him, that God would put courage in him and that God would call out all of the things that you know are in there that maybe he cannot see yet. Yeah. You know, so I think that's more the way that goes from my side of the table. So, yeah. And we don't, we don't have, uh, we don't usually go in with a specific mm-hmm. list. If we have those kind of things, we'll pray about those at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will remind each other like, oh, we got an email from church. Remember, you know, we need to pray for so-and-so or, you know, our daughter has an interview uh, coming up and, you know, so we'll remind each other before we go into the prayer mm-hmm. of things. Um, but then we just uh, really let the, the spirit lead um, mm-hmm. on on what's what's happening in, in our lives and what God's doing. Mm-hmm. Um and, and yeah, it, it is, it is a journey, but, you know, I remember reading a statistic a while back that couples that pray together every day, less than 1% end up in a divorce. Wow. And, um, and so I, I, you know, obviously I took that to heart and just thought, you know, this, this is important and it, and it's challenging. I, you know, it is a intimate, very mm-hmm. intimate part of us yeah. and we all have different Mm -hmm. Uh, ways we approach our prayer. And so because of that, when we're together, Mm -hmm. um, to get it to feel natural is, is, Mm -hmm. you know, like other parts of marriage, it takes time. Um, So um, yeah, just that back to that grace um, with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love that so much. So we've got prayer being intentional. I love the putting it on the calendar because like anything else in our lives that are important, we have Mm -hmm. to calendar it. So that's Mm -hmm. huge. That's a big, big nugget. Now, what is y'all's Bible reading strategy (laughs) as a couple look like? Are you in the same place right now reading your word or are you in different places and then you share together? Tell us a little bit about how that works for you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I think that changes too, like that ebb and flows, but again, it's, it's talking it through. I mean, one of the reasons why we, most of the the products that God's had us write um, are actual doing uh, type resources that we don't like write, you know, 12 ways to have quiet time together or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 10 ways to pray together. We actually, you know, we have a devotional so that it's like, if you want to have quiet time together, here's a really easy way to start. If you want to pray together, here's a really easy way to start. If you're struggling having, you know, communications, here's some conversation cards to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just been the way God's kind of uh, allowed us to mm-hmm. to do it. And I think that's the way, like right now, um, we have this book, devotional book that we both just love. And it mm-hmm. kind of each day has a different reading um, and, and different writings on that topic and Mm -hmm. so we're like let's go through this separately Mm -hmm. but then come together and Mm -hmm. and talk about it right you know so we kind of go at our own devotional pace but we're doing the same Mm -hmm. thing in our devotion time Mm -hmm. so um we can talk about it yeah um and but sometimes we sit down and actually have 
you know, more of a formal devotional together. And so mm-hmm. um, it, it ebb and flows with the season or where we're at mm-hmm. spiritually yeah. too and what God's talking to us about. Yeah. So, And um, for me, I, I that's something that I've always valued so much in Rob is that he's just a lifetime student of the word. And so um, when I see him, I, I see my husband, but he's also just a disciple of Jesus. Mm. And so it's helpful for us when we have a minute to have a conversation without kids or whatever, just to ask a simple question. What has God been saying to you this week? And chances are, if God is moving in him and laying a scripture on his heart, it's because maybe he wants it to be for me too, through him, you know? So even just checking in with each other, like, what are you hearing the Lord saying to you? What, what scriptures really jump off the page at you? So it's not a formal devotional time, but it's just staying in tune with how is God working in my spouse? Because that's going to overflow onto me too, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's a great question. Yeah, and I think too, um, in that, again, it's a communication mm-hmm. um, thing where you're, you're trying to understand how your spouse um, is connecting with the Lord and hearing from the Lord and listening to. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we've enjoyed kind of this reading separate, but mm-hmm. coming together because mm-hmm. like I tend to be more of a processor. So sometimes when she does come up and say, what's the Lord, you know, t- teaching you today? I sometimes don't have a answer off the top of my head. Um, and, but I like to process things, but mm-hmm. she's more like, she takes notes when she does her devotions and she like pulls out, like she could, you know, if I ask her that question, she's got her notebook and she's telling me like, you know, so again, I think it's that, that grace and that sensitivity and that mm-hmm. communication of understanding how each other like to do it. And then coming together on that common ground on, on how we can do this together in a way that will build us up together, um, but also separately. So, yes, I want to go back to something that you all spoke about a little bit earlier. And you said that sometimes it can be very awkward and sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it can be um, almost like um embarrassing, I think, for a spouse who feels like they don't know enough or they are not strong enough in their faith Mm -hmm. to be able to have a conversation with someone else, maybe who they feel like their other, their spouse is more mature than them. Mm -hmm. One of the things that Sean and I love to do as of late is we like to kind of debate um, the, the things that we find mm-hmm. in scripture, right? So yeah. the other day we were talking about, you know, the, the origin story, Adam and Eve, and, um, mm-hmm. and there are these, these two different accounts in Genesis, you know, where mm-hmm. one, it's like, you know, of course we know the story, Eve was made from the rib of Adam. And, and then it says, and then like in Genesis, so that's Genesis one account in Genesis two, mm-hmm. it says that God made man and woman in his image. And it doesn't go into the details of how mm-hmm. she was made. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said, when I was in like early college dates, um, an old Testament, studies class, one of my professors was saying that there are these two different accounts. And, you know, there are some people who believe in the Genesis one account that Eve came from Adam. And so Sean and I ended up having this whole debate about, he said, he said, you know, the woman, what did he say? He was like, the woman came from the man. And so females are are dependent on men or something like that and he was saying it tongue-in-cheek right like he was we, he was really making a joke yeah. and so we got in this whole like long debate and so we're laughing and we're like that's not what the bible says and you know and i realized like we're having this conversation about faith 
but it's Mm -hmm. bringing us closer together and we're laughing and we're joking and we're being ourselves and we're Mm kind of making fun of some of the scriptures a little bit Mm -hmm. and like God's okay he's not offended with it you know and I just thought you know what like this is what this is what spiritual intimacy feels like it's mm-hmm. not that we have to bring out our commentaries and we have to, right. you know, study theology together. But it's like, right. I can say, well, my take on that is, and then he could say, well, this is how I understand that. Or we can mm-hmm. be like, I don't know what this means. You know, let's, right. let's, let's talk about it. Or, you know, let's just put a pause in that because we don't know what that means. But like, mm-hmm. that is a way to like build that intimacy. So I just feel like for couples who do feel embarrassed or maybe awkward, Mm -hmm. like maybe they don't even want to start this journey towards spiritual Mm -hmm. intimacy Mm -hmm. because they don't want to appear like they're immature in the faith. Mm -hmm. I think like make it fun, like make it light, bring some of your personality into it and take Mm -hmm. some of the pressure to perform off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. And I think too, like you said, some of our best conversations aren't the times that we have our structured um, time together, right? Um, it It's in the car when we're, mm-hmm. when we start a conversation and it leads to other things. And mm-hmm. so um, it, it, again, it's about that relationship. So it's not just, um, you know, let's schedule everything. And that's mm-hmm. the only time, you know, right. we talk yeah. about it. It should be more natural like that. Like, mm-hmm. like God says, you know, pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we're not going through 24 seven, just, you know, praying, 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 but, but it's that idea that we're always bringing God mm-hmm. and, and mindful of him all mm-hmm. throughout the day, because that's how intimate of a relationship he wants to have with us. And so sometimes our best faith faith conversations at our best times are when we're just, yeah, laughing, driving somewhere and something comes up. And mm-hmm. uh, whether it's like you said, a fun a conversation about um, differences or confusion or whatever. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we are definitely going to link to the two resources that you all have. And thank you for writing those. I'm always looking for a couple devotionals. Um, and I love just, I just, I love studying the word just personally. Um, but then to be able to do that with Sean in his way, because we're very different as we all know, like God opposite to track, God puts us together and we're like so, so different. But um, I will definitely link to the devotional and the book on prayers. And I know that you all just came out with some conversation starters um, to help couples. So we'll link to that too in the show notes of this podcast. Before I let you guys go, I'm asking every guest on the show if you would be so kind, and I should have prepped you for this, but I didn't. So I know if you're an internal processor, Rob, I'm going to give you some time here. <laughs> we'll have Joanna speak first. But what is what is the best relationship tip that you have ever been given? Ooh, wow. That is a really good question. Hmm. Um, I think it was when... We were actually um, having a really wonderful podcast interview at our Growing Home Together podcast one day, and our guests said that what they have committed to is being unoffendable, oh, you know? That was going to be oh, I knew you were going to say I know, because it's that good. We were like, oh my goodness. I knew where you were going. Uh, yeah, like, that, why so. didn't we hear that when we were 25, you know? Yes. Um, but just that heart attitude that I'm going to be. Uh, slow to anger, slow to take offense and assume the best of my spouse. And it's amazing how many times 
you know, you read a tone in their text that really isn't there and it just right. wrecks your afternoon and they walk in the door like, you're mad at me and I just got here, you know, right. <laughs> um, or to just um, be so have an overly heightened sense of what we deserve rather than trying to have a humble spirit to our spouse and just if, having a mindset of being unoffendable and just taking pause before we react that way is is huge. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was going to be mine too. Sorry. Uh, Scouts scout, scout, honor. Um, because, yeah, the, the verse that God always brings me back to is James chapter four, mm-hmm. where it's like, why are there, there are fights and quarrels among you? Isn't it because you de- desire and want and can't have? And it is so easy in our relationship with each other to say we want God's will. But then when I feel like my spouse is either keeping something from me I want, you know, like if, I, if I'm if i like, hey, I think we should move forward with this. And my spouse is like, oh, I don't know. Um, or the other way around, I find really quickly that my heart really just wants what it wants. Mm. And so that's why marriage is such an intimate building with with learning how to love other people, um, mm-hmm. but God as well is because it's a constantly laying down and going back to the Lord and going, okay. I'm willing to wait, you know, until mm-hmm. we both have peace about this, mm-hmm. um, or I'm willing to move forward um, and trust, you know, her and not get offended so easy and things. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that that was a good good podcast. They had lots of good insights. Mm-hmm. So yes, be unoffendable. Love it, love it. Well, Rob and Joanna, thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate all that you shared. I know that a lot of couples are going to have the courage now to actually begin deepening their spiritual intimacy together. Thank you. I really like them. Do you ever meet people and you're like, oh, I just like you. I just want to hug you. You are so lighthearted. And so Rob and Joanna, thank you so very much. This was so helpful for me, even as a podcast host and as a married woman who's been married for 24 years to be able to be more intentional about some of these spiritual practices that Sean and I um, need to develop even better in our relationship. And so maybe you've listened today and you're thinking, you know what? I don't know if my spouse is going to be down for this. You know, I don't know. We've tried before. We failed. We don't see eye to eye. We have so many differences. Just try it, friend. Just try it. Start slow like the Tigans have encouraged us to do today. Don't try to schedule this every single day. Okay. Start off by maybe connecting spiritually once a week. Enjoy it. God and faith and our Christian lives are meant to be enjoyed. So enjoy it together and then let me know how it's going and then add another day and then add another day until you get to a good rhythm that works for you in your marriage. So you can find everything about the Tigans on the show notes of this podcast. If you go to realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 185, I will have the links to their books, to their podcasts, and to how you can connect with them online. So thank you all so very much for being with us today as we end every episode and saying a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I will see you on the next episode. Take care. Wow, you stayed all the way to the end. You, my friend, are the real MVP. Thanks again for listening to Real Relationship Talk. The show notes can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? If not, be sure to do that now. And may your relationships be uncomplicated as you build deeper connections. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.